The Dudecast is brought to you by NHS Employers in partnership with the NHS Leadership Academy. Hello, it's Paul Taylor. Welcome to the Dudecast. A very special episode. Today I'm in London in Hatton Garden and it's the day of our Evaluating OD conference, which we're calling Treasure the Measures. What the NHS, I think, is very good at is flinging ourselves straight into action. But actually, very seldom do we think about actually what's the real purpose about this intervention. There's a huge expectation that people can do evaluation without really having the tools or the training or the experience to do it. I often think that as OD practitioners we're reluctant to own our authority and our view about the organisation because we're dealing with what's sometimes disparagingly called the fluffy stuff. Now over the past few years in DoOD, we've heard from a lot of practitioners who say that they struggle with OD evaluation, that it's very important, but we need some help in being better at it. So today we're having an event bringing together 50 people from across the country to look at some theory and practice of evaluation. You'll be hearing some stories from various people across the day. Uh, Steve Keyes, who's a practitioner in Leeds, was very kind to let us follow him into his world of OD and find out what's going on for him and telling us more about life as an OD practitioner. And we'll also have interviews with some of our speakers, some of our delegates, and you'll hear some practical tips on evaluation. So let's see what treasures await. This is the best stuff really, is when, you, when you're going out and meeting with staff and um, talking to them about stuff and their work, because you, you can really see how the work that you're doing then joins up to frontline services and also the difference it makes through our work to patients. That's one of the things that's often very difficult to be able to evaluate, is the various different interventions of work that we do in OD across through staff and then into patients. Steve Keyes is Head of Organisational Development at Leeds Community Healthcare NHS Foundation Trust. Before the conference, we followed Steve to find out what challenges evaluation presents and about the work he's doing in Leeds. Speech and language therapists have got a, a time out um, and um, so they've invited me to go along to talk about, um, about organisation development and a little bit about um, our new behavioural framework called How We Work. 200 yards, you have reached your destination on your left. I think I've got one of the best jobs in the health service really. I mean I, I am so lucky to be able to work with just about everybody really. So I, I get to work with the board and the chief executive in my own trust as well as teams at the front line. And, and then I also get to, which we're doing more, more work now externally across the city, so working with other OD practitioners, heads of OD as well across Leeds City. Hello. Hello. Can I Hello. just introduce Steve? Steve's the um, head of organisation. OD, over the past year probably, just in Leeds, has just changed so much from when we were kind of really focusing on what we need to do internally which is still important but also now what's happened is there's much more of a focus externally about what it is that we need to do so a workforce in our provider organizations in the NHS and the council is made up of 55,000 people 
So if we were to have one workforce in Leeds, what would that look like? And actually, as single entities and providers of organisations, what organisational structures might we need to change in order to have one workforce across the city? So at a, a very high level, it seems fairly straightforward, you know, that you can kind of do this. But then when you get into the detail of it, of course, it becomes very complex, which is then where, you know, as OD practitioners, you know, where then are, so you need to sort this out. So if I, if I taught you how to, how, how to juggle, uh, we could do that in 20 minutes, so I could give you a skill, and that is an outward sign of a change of behaviour. And you might also call it capability as well. People are clear about what the NHS should be, but when it comes down to a single provider organisation, whether that's an ambulance trust or whether it's a CCG or whether it's a provider or the council, whatever it might be, it becomes much more difficult. And then when you start to look at actually what, the transformation and changes that we need to make across the health service as well, um, particularly, particularly in Leeds, then it becomes very complex when you start to involve all these various different bodies because people, all, people have different intentions. People talk about the same goals, but really you know, there's a lot of underlying uh, psychological and political things that play out as well into that stuff. So making sense and sense making in the organisation is such an important part of what we try to do in teams and the way in which we work with patients as well. Okay, thank you very much. So uh, we're going back to back to the office, and uh, we've got um, an appointment scheduled with the um, consultant dentist. Uh, just to pick up a bit of work that we did at the beginning of the year. And that's, so I brought that, right. um, of, a, of what we did with the dentist, because yeah. I know that we're meeting to discuss further yeah. leadership development yeah. among dental teams. Well, I, I think part of the discussion for me was just to catch up with, you know... Organisation development, for me, starts from people, which I know is kind of like a bit, duh, well, of course it does. But what the NHS is, is probably very good at doing is doing all the structural and systems and process stuff. Um, and I think a lot of that is reasonably straightforward. But what we tend to focus less on is people, because we talk about people a lot. So how do we marry up the people aspects, the humanistic aspects, and align that with the systems, processes and uh, purpose of an organisation? So if we line both those things up, then actually we can really create a, a, a brilliant organisation. So OD for me is, is, a, is, a, is a marriage of all those different things. Hello, Steve Key speaking. Oh yes, yeah. I think we get into dangerous water when we talk about evaluating OD. It's a completely non-conversation and completely turns people off because it's so broad. But if you talk about actually how do we evaluate a coaching intervention or how might we evaluate um, um, uh, electronic patient records in one of the neighbourhoods. So if you talk about that specifically then it becomes a bit easier to uh, evaluate the outcomes that are centred around that. And how can we learn from evidence as well, you know, evidence-based practice. You know, I'd say a large portion of the work that we do is all evidence-based. So we are scientists, but we're, we're scientists that are dealing with human emotions for the most part. And I think that's what makes the difference in organisation development. Okay, thank you then. Bye. Our thanks to Steve for letting us into his world of OD.
Now, Steve was also one of the delegates at our Treasure the Measures event in London, looking at the theory and practice of evaluation. And the current uh, flavour of evaluation and research is very much dominated. The event kicked off with Dione Hills from the Tavistock Institute, introducing us to the Diamond Standard, a new approach to evaluation she has developed in response to what she perceives to be the limitations of the Gold Standard. I've always found the gold standard so-called a bit frustrating because it's very single-dimensioned and the, uh, an important side of evaluation for me is there are many different dimensions to it so I suddenly thought, oh, facets of a diamond, let's work with that and so I sort of worked with that concept to really, and I think opening people's eyes to the range of things that can be included in evaluation because you haven't done it before you go straight to the methods very often let's do a survey let's do a feedback form let's do a focus group without really standing back and saying well you know there's a range of different ways we can look at this danger range of different strategies we could adopt uh, what i want to ask first of all how many people currently are involved in doing an evaluation i think in terms of od in the nhs um, then probably some of the methods that might be used in research in the NHS, like the experimental methods, don't work so well because the interventions themselves are complex, they're changing over time, they're happening in a changing environment. So that's why I was talking about theory-based evaluation strategies, which are much more suitable for a sort of emergent, complex interventions. So for the OD practitioner, I would say theory-based evaluation would work much better. It's really interesting because there seems to be a big expectation Rather than just, oh, we've got to do an evaluation, it's just really thinking, well, why? Why are we evaluating? You know, what is the purpose? What purpose will the evaluation serve? Who would use the results? Um, why they would use it? What decisions they'd need to make? Absolutely crucial that evaluation is going to be um, contribute to what it's doing to the OD intervention, then it has to be focused at very specific activities, specific people, specific tasks, so that it's actually giving them what they want to make better decisions really. And, and all the research shows that if people are actually engaged throughout in thinking through what the questions are, what the data sources are, uh, they're more likely to take on board the outcomes as well. To help people take on the outcomes of any evaluation, Dione pointed out the need to consider how the information is communicated. One of my colleagues has been funded by the Joseph Randry Foundation to produce um, a cartoon, a, um, an animated cartoon. It takes time and resources to do that, but it's a great communication tool and was accompanied by a whole social media uh, strategy, so it's got very wide coverage. Uh, so this is going to be very simple. You've, each, you've seen the picture on the, on the table. If you go into pairs... And in the bottom Using visual media not just to communicate, but as an integral part of the evaluation process, was a theme developed by Julian Burton and Eleanor Ribeiro from Delta 7. The task that we've got the, uh, the, the people here to do today is to use uh, a visual dialogue tool, which is uh, a large sheet of paper that's got um, a, basically a story of evaluation with lots of data around how to do evaluation and questions for them to ask each other in a small dialogue. So you put them into pairs, they've got 45 minutes, and basically they're exploring a current evaluation challenge. In a few minutes we're going to ask them to then start exploring a next evaluation challenge and typically what, what they want to do better, what they want to improve, and helping them understand a, a model that we've, uh, we've created, a four-box model evaluation. 
I, I worked a lot in organisations and went to many business meetings. I, I came across two observations. One was the quality of conversation, often very poor, and also the quality of the content, which means the artefacts are very poor. So we've, we've developed a way of improving the quality of conversation. The first reactions could be uh, scepticism, actually, is a good one. Um, We've had people come to us and asking, um, asking us to do it, but telling us outright they don't believe in it. Um, so it's only through using it that they really see the value. It's very hard for human beings to do pro what's called processing content, to be able to have a conversation and to be sensitive to how they're having it, but also to carry on the conversation about what they're talking about. So uh, a, pic a picture is very tangible. It, it maintains focus over time. It bridges the gap between words and experience because creating visual metaphors and visual stories as a focus to conversation can be very powerful. And also we can represent things that people are very scared to talk about. It's safe to talk about a picture. When I first saw it, I was just like, wow, love it. And, and I don't think that I am generally a visual person, but rather than just talking at someone, you can kind of walk, walk through this. Uh, I think what's really great is that as a stimulus, what it does is it, it promotes that conversation, yeah. which means that the conversation happens, which, which may get a little bit more commitment to it. I'm excited by it, if you're allowed to be excited about evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this session is called Peering into the Mirror. So the purpose now, regular listeners to the podcast will know that we've been working with Hendrika Santerbream from Guys and St Thomas's, and a theme that Hendrika's been developing is the need for OD practitioners to reflect on their own capabilities. This afternoon, people are considering their own capability in relation to evaluation, and they're using the capability model that DoOD has developed, um, that looks at purpose, practice and presence. The thing I've introduced now is a, a peer consulting model where people work in threes and one person's the client, they've got a question about their capability or something they want to talk about. The other two are their consultants and the client talks first of all for a few minutes about their issue, the, the consultants can then ask some questions and then the client turns around and turns their back on the others so they can listen to the other two talking about them. Um, and then while the other two are talking, they will write some notes. Uh, and then uh, when they've done that, they can turn back and give some feedback to the consultants about what they've noticed, about what has really struck them from the conversation, about um, the things they're going to pick up as a result. I'm Kay Saxton-Lee. I'm a learning and OD business partner at Basildon and Thurrock University Hospital. My name is Harry and I'm also a learning and OD business partner at Basildon and Thurrock University Hospital. I was playing the role of the consultant and um, I found that very, very useful because it's, it's part of a, a skill set that I think is quite valuable in, um, in doing OD work and uh, building the confidence to ask those questions and, um, and, and do that contracting part of uh, the sort of OD, um, evaluating OD. And for me, it's about it's about turning your back on on someone and listening to a conversation. It's almost like like having a fly on the wall um, discovery, um, because sometimes you don't see what's in front of you, and other people recognise that. And I thought that was quite interesting. For me personally, it's about knowing whether what I'm doing is any use. Um, what is the impact of the, the stuff I'm spending my time on? 
if we don't reflect on our own practice, then there's a possibility that we will just keep doing the same thing again and again. And I think that it's a form of evaluation, is to reflect on uh, what we're doing and how we're doing it, and to continue to take a distance from that, look at it, and think about how we want to develop. So I think a very important part of our work as OD professionals is um, to be able to look at the organisation and reflect on how it's doing what it says it's trying to do and to look at ourselves and reflect on how we're doing what we think we're trying to do. Um, I'm going to give each of you a lemon, okay? So the, why you're getting this lemon will become clear. So can you just make sure everybody in the room has a lemon? What can a lemon teach you about evaluation? That was the challenge to our delegates from our final speaker, James Traeger. So what I want you to become is a lemonologist. Okay? <laughs> I'd like you to um, think about the conceptual ways of thinking about it, the propositional knowing, as this is called. So what, what this might relate to is what we see in graphs, which is normative information. So when we're comparing this lemon to other lemons, you know, where does it fit on the bell curve? So what are the different ways we can think about this lemon in terms of that type of data. Mine is the biggest. <laughs> if, you, if you cut that bit off, it'd be like an orange, yeah. a satsuma. Where's mine? So the idea of the lemon is that it wakes up their senses as well as their, as well as their thinking. And um, I get people to think about lemons uh, from a different perspective and what makes them up. Yeah, so it's using a model of evaluation and data called the wider ways of knowing. What are some of the things that you, as lemonologists, were discovering about your lemons? Chemical makeup. Chemical makeup. Weight. Waxed or unwaxed? Yes. One of the things that um, I'm I notice about OD and the challenge we have in evaluating it is organisations are very often after very tangible measures like performance, money. Um, savings, um, that kind of thing, but all of those things are delivered in OD terms by, by very intangible uh, quantities like um, motivation, engagement, climate, culture. So there are lots of stories in the NHS about uh, quantitative measures and what I'm interested in is the, the balance of stories, so also having stories about people's belief and self and history and identity. So the, the lemoniness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love, love that. So your, your, yours isn't very lemony really, is it? <laughs> so what a day we had. We looked at the diamond standard of evaluation. We used a visual dialogue tool to help us reflect on our practice. We did some peer consulting and we looked at the importance of having the confidence to bring our stories to the table and how that can help the evaluation of OD. All of our resources are available to download from our website, which is www.nhsemployers.org od, and we can't wait to share them with you and find out what you think of them. So thanks very much for tuning in to this edition of The Dudecast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>